Hello, friend. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so glad that you're with me on this program because I want to talk to you about something that's so important, and that is the peace that we can have in the storm. I've been talking to you from Luke chapter 8 about the storm that came down on the boat with the disciples and Jesus and how Jesus spoke to the storm and how the disciples were so afraid. But today I want to talk about the great peace that we can walk in because Jesus walked in it. And before we begin... Thank you so much for your responses. Oh, I'm enjoying your responses so much. And I got a testimony just the other day. A woman came up to me. There was a word of knowledge in church. And um, the word was that God was healing somebody's skin. And this woman, she came to me and she showed me her arm and she said, I know I told you about the other woman got healed of her skin, but this is another woman. And this woman had eczema. And if you've ever fought with eczema, you know that it can go on and on and on and on and you can put medicine on it and maybe it'll help and maybe it won't. Well, this woman, she came up to me and through the word of knowledge, through the power power of God, the Holy Spirit, it's his gifts. And he was depositing on her that gift of healing or that miracle. And she showed me her arm and she said, I had eczema and, and it was all right here. And she said, look, it's all gone. That's the power of our God. You see, there's not one thing in Jesus that wants us to be in pain or wants us to be in confusion, or, or wants us to have a disease in our body because he paid that amazing price of his own body on the cross for us so that we would not have to endure these horrible sicknesses and diseases that try to come on us at time to time. I've told you that God's healed my body many times and I'm so thankful because it's what he did on the cross. And just like that woman, that her arm was healed, her, her skin was healed, the eczema was gone. She said to me, she said, the word came and I decided to believe it. And she said, I decided to take it. And when she decided to take it, it was hers. You know, the gifts are there, but we have to receive them. If anybody gives you a gift and they've got their hands out like this and you stand there with your arms out like this, you're probably not going to receive the gift. But if you open your heart, you open your mind, you open your hands and you say, Lord, that's for me. I'm taking that right now. Then you're going to receive it. Praise the name of Jesus. He's so wonderful. And the Holy Spirit is so wonderful because he comes with these gifts, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, discernment, words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Do you see in those gifts how he doesn't want us to be without healing? without a miracle, 
without the knowledge we need and, and that we need discernment that that he can speak to us a special word and it will give us the power that we need right there to get through the situation. Do you see how absolutely generous he is through those gifts? Oh my. Well, that's not what we're talking about today, but I just did get excited about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's power in our life. And if you need prayer, please let us know about it because we want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. And there's great power in the power of agreement. Well, we've been talking about Jesus and the storm. And so I'm going to read you a little bit of, of where we've been. And then we're going to go on and we're going to talk about the peace. So in verse 22 of Luke chapter 8, it says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and the windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and they were in jeopardy, or they were in great danger. And they came to him, and they awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. So we know that Jesus, he stopped the storm and they, uh, disciples, disciples were all right. Okay, now look at the next verse. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And verse 27. And when he stepped out of the land, on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. Now, what I want to point out to you is, now, let's just say that maybe it was you and I that were on that boat. I mean, I was on a cruise ship one time, and when you're out in the middle of the sea, you are subject to the sea. And the boat, it, it, was, it was like, it wasn't, uh, how do you describe it? it? It was moving so much. The waves were moving it so much that you had to grab onto something to not fall over. And I said to the lady that was talking to us, I said, is this normal? She goes, no. <laughs> but what I, my point is, is those waves, it is disconcerting. But what if your boat is not just moving, but it's filling up with water. You're fearing for your life. You're thinking you're never going to see your children again. You're never going to see your family again. And you're afraid for your life. And you have reason because of the storm and the waves that are, are plummeting onto your ship and filling it with water. So what? Would you be like, what would I be like after such a thing happened? 
Well, some of us might be kind of shaken. Like, like after you've had a car accident or something. You're okay, but it, it's traumatic that this thing happened. Well, of course it was traumatic for the disciples because they almost perished. And that was inside of them. But they get to the other side. And, and in each gospel, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it says the very same thing. They got to the other side and Jesus stepped out of the boat onto land and there met him a certain man. Okay, my point is, friend, that it might have shaken anybody to almost lose your life in this boat with these waves and the storm. But Jesus, he was ruled by peace. In each gospel, in each one, Matthew, Mark, Luke, it says the same thing. The disciples, they feared for their life, but Jesus comes out of that situation, speaks to the storm, and he goes into another situation. And what does he go into that situation with? Fear and intim intimidation? No. He goes into that situation. He gets off of that boat. He steps onto that land with peace. It speaks to me so much that Jesus doesn't want us to be torn up and just and then just stay torn up and go to the next situation and be torn up into that situation and get a little bit more torn up in that situation and go on to the next. He wants us to experience his peace and come through one situation and carry that peace into the next situation. Why am I talking to you about this? Because we need this kind of peace. Now you might be saying, I can hear some of you saying, well, that's Jesus. That's the son of God. Who lives in you? Who lives in me? The Holy Spirit. He's the same as Jesus. Jesus said, I'm sending you a comforter. I'm sending you a teacher. I'm sending you somebody who's going to be with you all the time. And he's exactly like me. So I'm saying, friend, that Jesus wants us to come higher. Oh, he's talking to somebody. He's definitely talking to me. He wants us to come higher not only in like forgiveness and our love level, but he wants to be, us to come higher in our peace level. Like we have peace. We gain peace in the storm. We come out of the storm. We might go into another situation like Jesus did, but we're going there with peace.
And that's what Jesus did. He went there with peace. And his peace was so great. Of course, we know now in Mark chapter 4, verse 39, Jesus even said the word peace. When he spoke to the storm, he said peace to you. Okay, so he's in us. The one, the storm stopper is on the inside of you. Well, the devil is intimidated by our peace. Now, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 says that a soft answer, a peaceful answer, turns away or rebukes or diffuses the power of anger. A soft answer, a peaceful answer. It says that a peaceful answer can even break a bone. That's how powerful peace is. That's how powerful a peaceful answer is. That's how powerful the peace of God is on the inside of you. That if we choose to use that peace and we choose to speak with that peace, it can stop anger and it can stop any argument. That's how powerful that peace is. Well, we see Jesus exercising his words of peace to that storm. He said, peace, peace to you, storm. And he's in that peace. And when he steps off that boat and he steps onto that land, he is met by this demon-possessed person. But Jesus is not intimidated by this demon-possessed person. The demon-possessed person is intimidated by Jesus. I want to show it to you. It is in Luke. Uh It's in Luke chapter 8. And and now uh, this is a demon-possessed person in verse 28. It says he saw Jesus. He cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. This peace that Jesus is walking in is so tormenting to this devil or devils. Now look at verse 29. For he who commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Now, this is what that terrible demon or demons is doing to that man. But look what Jesus is doing. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? Jesus was not intimidated by these devils. He said, what is your name? And he said, legion, because we are many. And a legion is over 6,000. So inside of this man were over 6,000 demons. And look at verse 31 again. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Who had authority here? Not the demons. Jesus. Who was begging? Not Jesus. 
the demons. The demons were intimidated by Jesus. They were intimidated by that peace that he was walking in. And I'm telling you right now, friend, if we're walking in peace, it is intimidating to our enemy. It is intimidating to fear. It is intimidating to uh, confusion. It's intimidating to sickness. Peace. And peace lives inside of you. Look at Romans chapter 16, verse 2. Romans chapter 16, verse 2. Oh, Romans chapter 16, verse 2. I'll get there. One minute. I just like to use my Bible. Okay, here we go. 16, and it's verse 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Now, in our weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, and the armor that is on us by the Spirit, what is on your feet? The Bible calls it shoes of peace. On your feet are shoes of peace. Well, what do your shoes of peace do? We just read it. They crush Satan under your feet shortly. Your peace. Not the devil overcoming you with his intimidation or his problems, but the peace of God that's in you by the Holy Spirit causing you to crush the enemy under your feet. This peace is so powerful. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, it talks about this peace. And this peace, I want to say to women, this peace is also attractive. Look at this. Because this is about uh, godly wives and it's talking about in verse uh, chapter 3 and it's talking about in verse 3 it says that a woman uh, that her beauty is not just her outward adornment it's not just my earrings it's it's not my necklace it's not this jacket or my hair there's something more beautiful on the inside of me than all of this and look at that Verse 4, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty, incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So ladies, this makes us beautiful. Not only is it powerful, the peace that's inside of you and that it will crush Satan and that it, in, it will intimidate fear, the peace that's inside of you, but it makes you beautiful. Look at this, gentle and quiet spirit. Now, it doesn't mean that you're just quiet and timid and you never say something. It means that on the inside, you're not anxious. You're not all stirred up and, and, and worried about something. But on the inside, you have a peace that passes all understanding. And you've recognized the peace giver who's on the inside of you, who crushes your enemies. 
just as it did for Jesus on that day. He walked off that boat. He walked onto that land. He met that demon-possessed man, and he was covered in peace. And my friend, that is for you, and that is for me. That is not just the will of God for Jesus. That's the will of God for every child of God. Man, woman, boy, girl, that is the will of God for all of us. To walk and to have and to attain and to recognize and to pay attention to that peace that's on the inside of us. Now, let me read to you Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. And look at this verse, chapter 4, and it's verse 7. And it says, verse 6, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what's going to happen? There is something that we need to do, and we just read it. Don't be anxious, but pray. And bring your petitions to God. And talk to God about it. And give thanksgiving to God. And give your requests to God. And verse 7, And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the peace of God, the great Holy Spirit on the inside of you, showing himself as peace. When the storm comes or the doubt comes or the fear comes or the sickness comes, you have a guard on the inside of you. It will guard you. I just read it. It will guard you. It will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And what is that? That's the peace of God. That's the peace of God that's keeping your heart, keeping your mind and as we read in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, it crushes Satan under your feet. How we saw Jesus walk off of that boat, walk onto that land, covered in peace, intimidating those devils, those devils, begging Jesus, please don't cast us out into the abyss. And they said, those, and they said, please don't do that. Begging Jesus. Friend, that's the power that we have with the peace of God that's on the inside of us. Now go to John chapter 20. And Jesus, I mean, before he, you know, ascends into heaven, I mean, he'd already ascended, but I mean, after he had ascended and come back and shown himself alive for 40 days. So in those 40 days, one of those days in chapter 20 of, of John, he said to the disciples, 
when he just appeared to him behind closed doors. He said, verse 19, peace be with you. Verse 21, peace to you. And verse, verse 26, peace to you. How important is peace? It's so important. And it's yours. And it's mine because of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. One of his amazing fruits that are on the inside of you is peace. He doesn't want us to be completely destroyed and upset and angry and anxious and worried. He wants us to recognize the power that he's given us on the inside, his peace. It's there for you right now, friend. We're going to pray right now. The peace of God is coming on somebody right now, and he's working in your physical body right now. Just receive, receive that peace. You've been worried, so worried so worried about a relationship, so worried about somebody you love. Receive his peace right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for touching my friend right now and their physical body. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for calming their heart as we speak. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you for your peace. We receive it. Amen. Well, friend, it's been my great privilege to be with you. Go out in the peace of God, and I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 